welcome to the Fiercely Faye podcast. I'm your host, Ali Faye, entrepreneur, online coach, and your wellness bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind, shift your perceptions, and be more present. So turn the volume up and put your headphones on. Let's go live life fiercely. Today, we are diving deep into the powerful concept of resilience. Guys, I don't think that this is something that is talked about enough. I don't think we honor it in ourselves enough, and I feel that it deserves some light today. So that's what we're going to talk about. You know, life is full of challenges, full of setbacks, unexpected turns. I myself have had, you know, a tough ending to 2023, so I feel that wholeheartedly. And the beginning of 2024 was a little rocky. Okay. Maybe some of you are feeling the same way. Maybe some of you are not, but the key to navigating through it all is really building up resilience. Okay. And if you know me personally, or you've followed my story on social media or here in my podcast, my earlier episodes, resilience is something I have worn on my heart like a permanent tattoo, I swear, from all the shit that life has thrown at me. So if you resonate with that, then you already have a strong foundation of resilience built inside of you. And I can almost guarantee that each and every one of you have some sort of resilience that you use all the time, every time challenges arise, and you don't even realize it. So In this episode, I want to invite you to dig a little bit deeper, okay, and I'm going to help you tap into that resilience that I know that you have. We'll discuss what resilience is, why it's crucial for personal growth, and I'm obviously going to help you explore practical techniques to help you really develop this essential skill. You guys know that I like to incorporate a little bit of like activities and practices in my episodes, so we're going to dive into all of that right now. The last four days have actually been really, really cool. So I've actually been taking part in a seminar hosted by Tony Robbins called the Time to Rise Summit. And let me tell you, it was everything I needed and couldn't even imagine. And before we get started in today's topic, today's episode, I want to share one of the activities that Tony Robbins had us practice because it really, really, really helped shed some light on, you know, who we are, who we want to be, who we were. And this is going to help you set the stage for today's episode. Now, you guys know that I like to start my episodes with a quote from a favorite book, a favorite author, whatever it might be, and I have one from this seminar. So Tony Robbins, he said, the only way to get lasting change is a change in identity. Let that sink in for a moment. The only way to get lasting change is a change in identity. Okay, think about what that means for you. What we do, okay, just to kind of bring it into context here, what we do, how we act, what we read, where we go, who we surround ourselves with, what we allow, what we say yes to, all of our experiences are based off of one thing, your identity, right? Who we believe we are, 
which in turn, if you think about it, is what we believe we're capable of, worthy or not worthy of, etc. right? So for change to really happen, we need to change our identity. But what does that mean? I don't mean like clone yourself and become a different person, <laughs> okay? But who do we identify as? What do we identify with, right? And where do we start with that? It starts with your self-belief, okay? Or your limiting beliefs, even. They play a huge role in this. So just to give you guys an example, imagine somebody who's been a hockey player since they, you know, could walk, right? They probably played hockey before they could walk, okay? They made it to the NHL, and now 30 or 40 years later, they're retiring, okay? You're still young at 30 or 40, Hockey's been your entire world. It's been your entire life. So now, now that you're retiring, you have to find a new hobby or a new passion. But your entire life has been hockey, okay? Yeah, like hockey has become a part of your identity, right? Because you live it and you breathe it. Does that make sense? So in order for you to move forward and explore new avenues, find what else you're passionate about or what sparks your interest, You have to let go of that part of your identity. It'll always be there. It'll always be a part of your life and your memories. And sometimes these identities, guys, like I'm giving a pretty good, you know, positive experience or example, but this also goes towards all of those negative aspects, right? If you were somebody who has dealt with a lot of trauma and you're always in fight or flight mode, or you just have a lot of like anger issues or just certain things that... Um, you're dealing with on a deeper level. And we'll dive into that a little bit later. But this goes hand in hand with a positive experience as well as a negative experience. Okay. So, you know, your entire life has been attached to a certain identity. So in order for you to move forward, okay, find what else you're passionate about, you have to let go of that part of your identity. But you now need to create a new identity so that you can move forward. Because if you forever hold on to that old version of you, that old version of that identity, you know, I'm a hockey player, right? And then then that's all you'll ever be as a hockey player. But you're so much more than that. And there's so much more deep down that you can explore. You have so much more potential that you can tap into. If you shed that part of your identity, then you open the doors to be able to explore those parts of you right? You are not a hockey player for the rest of your life. I mean, you can be if you want to, right? Like you can still be identified or identified with hockey, okay? There's a lot of famous basketball players and hockey players and football players and everything else that, you know, we see them, we hear their name and we're like, oh yeah, football. Oh yeah, Wayne Gretzky, hockey, right? Baseball, It'll always be a part of your past, but those are very like positive examples, right? Very healthy, positive examples. So if you have any example right now that comes to your mind where it's an old version of you that's unhealthy, toxic, all of that, you don't have to allow that to carry forward with you. You can leave that in the past, right? It'll, like I said, it'll always be a part of your life and a part of your memories and a part of what made you who you are today all the strength that you carry with you, but it doesn't have to be your identity. 
Okay, moving forward. It doesn't have to be part of your identity. So one of the activities that Tony actually had us do, which was really, really cool, um, I think he gave it to us on day two. And by day three, we came into the new, you know, the new day of the seminar and hearing everybody's, you know, old stories and new stories because we had to send them in on the evening of day two. So day three, he was going through some of the stories and they honestly just had me in tears like had me in absolute tears. And if you've ever watched or been a part of or engaged with any sort of experience with Tony Robbins, you know exactly how these things pull on your heartstrings, okay? So one of the activities he had us do was, um, and you guys, I'm gonna kind of tell you guys all this nice and slow. So if you really wanna write this down, I highly encourage you to do so because it's so powerful, so, so powerful. So grab a pen and paper, pause this episode if you need to, Write it down on your laptop, write down your phone, and uh, we're going to do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, so what I want you to do is create two columns. Okay, create two columns. In the first column, I want you to write this. Okay, this is the topic of the column. You're going to write my old story. Okay, two columns. First column is going to be old story or my old story. And what you're going to do is you're going to write down words, okay, not sentences or paragraphs or anything, just words. I want you to write down words underneath that column for your old story. And I want you to write down the words that describe your old story, your old identity. Does that make sense? I'm going to tell you mine. I'm going to get real and vulnerable here. <laughs> okay. So if you guys know my story, you follow me on social media, if you've listened to some earlier podcast episodes, you guys know some of the things that I've shared with you that I've been through and that I've experienced in my own life. So for me, this was a powerful, powerful activity and it really hit home. So words that described my old story, struggle, survival, pain, sadness, suffering, not good enough. Okay. Those are just some examples of what I wrote down for my old story, my old identity. These are words that I identified as. These were my belief systems or in, these were things that were, um, you know, embedded in my belief systems of my old identity, my old story. Okay, so once you guys write down some words that describe your old story, your old identity, in your second column, you're going to write down, as the topic, new story. Okay, so column one, my old story. Column two, my new story. And you're going to do the same thing. You're going to write down words that describe your new identity, your new story, who you are going forward from today, who you are today, who you're going to be tomorrow who you want to be tomorrow, what you're going to work towards. This is your new story. You don't identify with your old story anymore. Okay? Struggle, survival, pain, sadness, suffering, all that stuff. You don't identify with that anymore. That is your old story. So what's your new story? What's your new identity? Okay? My new story, for example, some of the words that I wrote down was worthy enough, powerful, happy, loving, ambitious, deserving. 
those are all part of my new story. Those are all part of my new identity. I don't identify with survival and struggle and pain and sadness, unworthiness, not enough. I don't, I don't identify with that anymore. That's not who I am anymore. That is part of my old story. Okay? So you're going to write down some words that are part of your new story in that column. Describes who you are, who your identity is, who you want to be, what do you want to feel, right? Those are going to be some of the things for you because identity is the most powerful form or the most, most powerful force of human personality, if you think about it, right? Identity is the most powerful force of human personality and personality is the need for us to stay consistent in, in who and how we identify ourselves, right? Our personality is the need to stay consistent in how we identify ourselves. So this is a really, really, really great practice for you guys to sort of put it into perspective of, you know, building that, resi- that resilience that we're talking about today. Okay, I want you guys to leave today's episode knowing that who you are today isn't your past. Your past isn't you. That's your old story. From today going forward, I want you guys to focus on your new story, your new identity, who you are, who you want to be, what do you want to feel? Because you're worthy of that. You're capable of that. You're deserving of those things. The more we stay identified with our old story, the more we keep repeating and recycling those old experiences that come with that identity, right? What did I say in the beginning? The only way to get lasting change is a change in identity. You will keep recycling your past experiences if you continue identifying with your old story. So in order for us to have new experiences, right? It might be in your career, might be in your relationships, whatever it might be. If you want new experiences and lasting change, we have to change what we identify as. We have to change who we identify as, our new story. Okay. So I hope that you guys had a second to kind of go through that. Or if you want to go through at the end of the episode, definitely, definitely recommend because it really brought some (laughs) deep, deep thoughts and reflection into that. And it was a really powerful thing in the moment. So highly, highly, highly recommend. Okay, so let's jump into the actual episode now. So let's talk about understanding resilience. Okay, like what really is resilience if you think about it? Okay, resilience is the ability to bounce back from adversity. It's to adapt and to grow stronger in the face of life's challenges, right? It's not about avoiding difficulties, you know, avoiding those challenges, avoiding those hurdles, but facing them head on with courage and determination. Genuinely, wholeheartedly, right? So to really illustrate this point, you guys, I want to take a look at some like real life examples of individuals who have really exemplified resilience, okay? And so I did a little little bit of research for you guys to give you an example that's something outside of my own. Because you guys have heard me talk about myself so much on this podcast. So I wanted to, you know, find a really good example of somebody else that's a true story that most of us know 
and I found somebody and it was, I couldn't believe the story and I had to do a little bit of research just to make sure it was true and it's 100% true. Okay, so everybody knows J.K. Rowling, right? She's the author of the popular Harry Potter series, the books, okay? So, you know, before she achieved success, okay, she faced numerous, numerous, numerous rejections and personal struggles. And she overcame financial hardships, divorce, rejection from multiple publishers. And she talked about this on the Oprah show. And she talked about this in one of her books. Her resilience and belief in her own abilities. And I believe I also saw this a while ago. Now it's kind of clicking in. But I'm pretty sure I also saw this um, on like Jay Shetty podcast or something like that, that they talked about how, yeah, I think it was Jay Shetty. He talked about how JK Rowling, Rowling I'm losing my voice here, um, how she was rejected from multiple publishers, multiple publishers. Okay. So her resilience and belief in her own abilities is ultimately what led her to really create one of the most beloved literary, literally, words. I can't speak anymore, you guys. I'm like losing my voice. I can't pronounce my words. <laughs> oh my gosh. Retake. Um, but yeah, so her resilience is what led to her really creating one of the most beloved worlds of all time, right? One of the most beloved books of all time that we love so much based off the movies. Like who has honestly not heard of Harry Potter? Okay. I myself have not seen all the movies. I myself have not read all the books. However, I know exactly who she is. I know what Harry Potter is. Harry Potter is. Right? Most of us do. But imagine if she gave up after the first time that she was turned down from publishers or the 10th time or the 20th time. Right? Imagine every time she was rejected, she just gave up. And you guys know my favorite author is Gabby Bernstein, Gabrielle Bernstein. And one of the things she has always said on, you know, in, almost in every single book that she's written, she talks about it all the time on social media. And she always says, rejection is redirection. Okay. Rejection is redirection. So had JK Rowling not seen the resilience in herself and believed in herself and her capabilities and her abilities to, you know, bring this story and bring these books to the world. She would have quit a long time ago. She would have quit on the first time that she was rejected or the 10th time, right? But she had so much resilience and self-belief in what she was offering and what she wanted to bring to the world that she kept going, kept going, kept going until a publisher said yes. Okay. And now she's got one of the greatest books of all time, a whole series of them. Right. So that's just an example of really understanding resilience and how it can be, you know, life changing for you. So let's go into the building blocks of resilience because understanding resilience is one thing, practicing it is a whole other thing. How do we really practice? resilience. Well, we need to understand the building blocks of it. And I gave kind of, I'm going to give you guys kind of three examples of um, different topics within resilience here. So, you know, now that we've seen what resilience is in action, okay, so JK Rowling, 
kept going, kept going, kept going after all the rejections, even through, you know, midst financial hardships and divorce and being constantly rejected by publishers. She had the resilience and self-belief to keep pushing forward until she was able to be published and boom, her life has changed. Okay. So now that we've seen resilience in action, let's really break down sort of the key components that really contribute to building the resilience in your own life. Okay. So if you want to write this down, highly recommend. So the first thing that I want to bring to you guys is obviously a positive mindset. Okay. Cultivating a positive mindset is really the foundational to resilience. Okay. And I know it's hard to have a positive mindset every single day. I fully wholeheartedly relate with that because it, we're human, right? We're not robots. We don't constantly work in, in happiness mode, right? We're human with feelings, with different emotions. So it doesn't mean that having a positive mindset means that you're never sad and you're never angry and you're never upset. You're never disappointed. But it involves reframing challenges as opportunities for growth. So instead of viewing setbacks as failures, we see them as stepping stones towards success. And I'm going to bring you guys back to what Gabrielle Bernstein said, redirection, sorry, rejection is redirection. Okay. So cultivating positive mindset. The second one is adaptability. Okay. Now this one, not everybody has, and some people it's just embedded in their blood and like who they are. So it might take some time, but resilient individuals are adaptable. Okay. What does that mean? It means that you can adjust your plans and strategies when faced with unexpected obstacles or challenges, or whatever arises, right? When something doesn't go to plan. Now, myself, I'm going to talk, give you guys an example of myself. I can adapt to any sort of situation, any environment. I moved across the country by myself, not knowing anything about where I was moving to, you know, no freaking clue didn't know my neighborhood. I just found a place online, moved, signed the papers, moved, whatever. Okay. I was able to adapt to my environment, switching jobs, things like that, switching friend groups. But I'm also somebody who is very (laughs) routine based and I'm a planner. Okay. I like to know, I love spontaneous. Okay. I love being spontaneous. I love other people like planning things and then I'm just along for the ride. But part of me is also very structured and I love structure and I love routine because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm on track. It holds me accountable, makes sure that I I don't procrastinate and I get things done. So sometimes, okay, some of you might be like this too, but sometimes it can throw me off when the things that I planned for change from external factors. Say somebody else changes the plans. Okay, this is something that I'm I'm constantly working on and working towards. When some kind of external factor sort of changes your plan, so things don't go to plan, right? We need to have that adaptability within ourselves. So we'll explore techniques and enhance that will really enhance your adaptability. Um, you know, in various you know places of your life and various aspects of your life, whatever it might be. Okay, so view your setbacks instead of failures, view them as stepping stones towards success, and then adaptability, okay? Adjust your plans and your strategies when faced with changes and obstacles and challenges, 
Okay. Social support is number three. So building a strong support network is absolutely crucial. Okay. Whether it be friends or families, uh, family members, mentors, whatever it might be. Okay. Having people who uplift you and encourage you to make a significant difference is your huge foundation to your ability to bounce back. Because imagine if you're trying to make change. Imagine if you're trying to pursue a dream or whatever it might be. And you, the people that you have around you, doesn't matter who they are, okay, family, friends, mentors, whatever it might be, they're constantly holding you back. They're constantly pulling you down. They're constantly telling you, you're never going to make it. You're not going to be able to do it. You don't have the experience, whatever it might be, right? Are you going to be able to make that significant difference in your life? Are you going to be able to bounce back from any kind of challenge or obstacle in your life versus if you had friends and families and mentors who actually uplift you and encourage you to make those changes in the first place. They cheer you on, right? Big difference, big, big difference. So having social support is the third building block to building resilience, okay? So the first one was positive mindset, cultivate a positive mindset. Second one was adaptability. The third one is social support. Okay, so let's now go into the techniques for building resilience. Okay, and this is what I talked about in the adaptability. So let's explore techniques to enhance your ability in various aspects of your life. So I just wrote down, there's a million different things that you guys can do out there, but I just gave three examples for each one, okay? So, you know, diving into the practical techniques that you can apply into your own life, here's my top three. Mindfulness and meditation. That's number one. Okay. And instead of meditation, you can do yoga. Okay. A hot yin yoga is my favorite. You could do something like that. So through mindfulness practices, they help you stay present and focused. That's the main point with mindfulness. Okay. Through meditation or, you know, a yin yoga class, some kind of yoga class, you develop the skill of observing your thoughts without judgment and really fostering a resilient mindset. So that's why I chose mindfulness and meditation. Okay. Mindfulness practices help you stay present and focused while meditation can help you really dive into your own thoughts without judgment. Right. You really sit with yourself. Number two is goal setting and planning. I feel like this is like super important. I almost put this to number one, but I felt that mindfulness and meditation in order for you to get to goal setting and planning and the next one after, you really need to have that mindfulness and meditation um, practice first. So goal setting and planning, right? Setting realistic goals, creating action plans. This isn't only going to provide you with direction, okay? But it's going to help you navigate through any setbacks, challenges, obstacles a lot more effectively, okay? So setting realistic goals, creating an action plan. And we'll discuss later on the importance of strategic planning in building resilience as well. Okay, so number two, goal setting and planning. Number three was self-compassion. I feel like this was so, so, so important and we don't do it enough. We self-sabotage. I know I do all the time, right? It's part of our old story. So part of our new story is self-compassion if you don't already have that. So what does that mean? Being kind to yourself during challenging times. I feel like that's just like essential, okay? 
and we're going to explore, you know, the concept of self-compassion and how it contributes to building resilience in the face of adversity a little bit later on as well. So basically on to our next one. So building resilience in different life areas. Okay. So the techniques for building resilience, I gave you three, mindfulness and meditation, goal setting and planning, and self-compassion. Okay. Now we're going to move on to building resilience in different areas of your life. Okay. Because resilience isn't limited to just one aspect of your life, guys. Okay. I gave three. I feel like these were the top three. I couldn't think of anything else to be honest, but you can kind of navigate through it in your own way. Okay. So it's really a skill. Resilience is really a skill that you can apply anywhere. It really is. Okay. So let's really kind of dive into how to build resilience in your relationships, in your career, and dealing with loss and hardship. Those are the three. Okay. So number one, relationships. How can you navigate through conflicts and maintain healthy relationships? That's what I want you to think about. Okay. In relationships, I think the biggest building block is going to be communication, honesty, truth. Okay. Having those hard conversations. And that emotional intelligence with your relationships. That's building resilience for you to navigate through conflicts so that you can maintain a healthy relationship. Okay? And you can dive a lot deeper with that in terms of, you know, self-development, self-help, healing, all that stuff as well as communication, okay? So number one was relationships. Number two, okay, building resilience in different life areas. Number two is career, okay? In your professional realm, how many of you (laughs) experience setbacks and challenges all the time at work, right? But if you have that resilience built up, then it's a key factor for your success and satisfaction, right? Your growth. So all the things that we talked about before, how to build resilience um, techniques, the building blocks of it, you can apply these things to your relationships, but you can also apply them to your career. Okay, setbacks and challenges are inevitable. (laughs) Okay, that's where the growth happens. If you're not struggling, if you're not facing challenges and setbacks once in a blue moon, once in a while, here and there, then maybe it's time that you branch off to something new that can help challenge you and grow you, okay? The third area of your life, and I wrote this down because I know a lot of us go through it from time and time again, and maybe some of you have never dealt with this before, okay? But if you've ever lost a family member or a friend or relationship, a pet, whatever it might be, loss and hardship. Okay. You can apply resilience to loss and hardship. And it doesn't mean to completely flip a switch and block it out. I'm guilty of doing that. It was a coping mechanism, a fight or flight mechanism, a mechanism that I use to protect myself, right? Dealing with loss is one of life's most challenging 
emotional experiences. And there's different levels of it, right? So think about the coping mechanisms and strategies that help you find strength during these difficult times. Relationship, a family member, family family dog, family pet, whatever it might be, right? Loss and hardship. You can apply resilience to that area of your life as well. It doesn't mean shutting it out, but it's how you bounce back from it, right? The coping mechanisms that you have in place through that time, okay? So building resilience, guys, is a lifelong journey. This isn't something that we just learn overnight and it's just, you know, log it in and we're good to go, (laughs) okay? It's a journey well worth taking, okay? You got to embrace a positive mindset, cultivate adaptability, seek support, and you can bounce back from life's challenges stronger and more resilient than ever. I promise you that. Remember, setbacks are not the end. They are opportunities for growth. Like Gabby Bernstein said, rejection is redirection. Okay, so I'm going to leave that with you. Thank you guys so much for joining us today on today's episode of Building Resilience. Okay, I hope that you guys found this episode valuable. Stay tuned because this weekend we have a special guest coming in to record an episode with me and we'll be talking about a lot of different juicy little things and we're both Geminis, so I don't know if you guys believe in that or not, but we're going to be bringing (laughs) more than two heads to the table. So it's going to be an interesting talk. Um, And some of you guys have submitted your questions for both her and I. So we will be answering your questions on the podcast. So I've already seen a few of them and they are juicy. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, much love. And that wraps up another episode of Fiercely Faye. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you found this helpful. Make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and share this podcast with anyone you think would get value from it. And remember, live life fiercely.